Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Fabio Molle, and every week I bring you insights and lessons from players, coaches, parents, and experts who are ingrained in the world of high-level tennis. Today, I speak to tennis parent and coach Branko Avromovsky. Branko is the dad of 12-year-old Damian Avromovsky, who is one of the world's best 12-year-olds. They are based in Sofia, Bulgaria, and he talks us through his role as a coach and parent, the challenges of being a coach and parent, if they should move country for a better training environment, racket setup, as well as offering advice to other parents and coaches that could help in any way. Before we kick things off, a quick mention of our podcast sponsors, ASICS, who, as you know, make my favorite tennis shoes. Recently, I've heard of a lot more listeners switching to ASICS, which is so good to hear. It's such a good decision they've made. Many have gone for the Resolution 9s, which are a great all-round shoe. Great, especially if you're coaching because they're so comfortable and they're still extremely light. Not as light as my favorite Solution Speeds, but they're still light and they also offer great support. Also, something I haven't mentioned here before, if you're one ASICS member, which you can join for free on ASICS.com, you can avail of a 90-day returns policy, which allows you to give the shoes a test, make sure they're perfect for you, and if they're not, you just send them back. Also, if you have any questions, just send me a message. Finally, the day this goes live, I will be hopefully welcoming in our third child into the world. So it's going to be hectic for a few weeks. So episodes will be a bit scattered all over the place. But if you have any guests you think I should get on the podcast, that's a must. Please send me a message. I'd love to hear who it is and try get them on. Okay, here's Branko. Branko. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks for having me. I'm super. I'm great. Yeah, excited to have another tennis parent on the podcast. I think it's really important. We have a lot of parent listeners out there with young kids playing tennis, and the more they can learn from uh, other parents throughout the world, uh, the better. And you're based in Bulgaria. You are close to the family home of Dimitrov. Uh, yeah, actually, actually, my wife is from his town, so so basically, we know each other. Yeah, good, quite good. My wife, it's like uh, she was tennis player as well, so she know the family and everything. Nice. And has he been an inspiration from his early days from in Bulgaria? Well, well, he's. His, I mean, it's perfect because he's a big inspiration here. Kids playing a lot, watching him, trying to be like him, you know, and it's a uh, super. It's exciting. Nice, nice. And uh, tell me, so we're going to be talking about your son. Uh, I know him as he's Nana or Damien. Uh, he's currently 12, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. In September, he, he turned 12. So, yeah. This year, he will be 13. This year, will be 13. And is he known as Damien or Nana? Well, uh, here in Bulgaria, kids are saying him Nana. Even, uh, I mean, I don't know if you know, uh, he's born in Macedonia, in Skopje. So um, so while we were living there, uh, he was two and he, he couldn't pronounce his name well. I mean, Damien, which is a little bit hard for the kids. So he was saying Nana, Nana. So, uh, so yeah, it stays like Nana. I mean, I... I didn't want to to change everything, and you know, and it stays Nana. So kids here in Bulgaria, they say him Nana. Even when we go to tournaments, you know, um, kids know him as Nana. So uh, so yeah, basically the nickname <laughs> he gives himself. I refer to him as Nana. So and like Nana is twelve. He's one of 
the best 12 year olds in the world. It's hard to, you know, there's so many great 12 year olds in the world and the journey so long, but he's definitely technically one of the best. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on results because there's so many tournaments out there. It's really hard to gauge that. And they don't, like the best 12-year-old South American doesn't really play the best European. Tw- you know, it's they don't mix as much at that age. It'll be another few years before they start mixing. But interesting to know, when did obviously tennis start for him, but also your background in tennis? Maybe let's start with that, your background in tennis. Well, uh I starting uh, I starting be being a coach uh, at 18. You know I I've been in National Sports Academy here in Bulgaria. So I finish uh, I finish my uh, my education, my master degree. So I start uh, going to be uh, learning uh, to be a professional coach here in Sofia. Uh, Maleva sisters uh, probably you know them. Uh, so I went to their academy and um, and I was working for three years. So, uh, so basically, I, I've been based here in Bulgaria like seven, eight years. So, so I came back to Macedonia because I have offer. I mean, I have uh, a good, uh, good relation with the with their federation. So I've been there as a three years national coach um, for twelve and fourteen unders, uh, and then I went to Turkey as a coach as well. So I, I go a little bit Spain and then I came here in Bulgaria for a vocation and I'm, I'm here like seven years because I took a few projects to working with um, ITF players, uh, futures and, and etc. So you're actually from Macedonia, are you? Yeah. And your wife is from? Uh, from Haskovo. Uh, the town of Grigor Dimitri. Okay, okay, that all makes sense. Okay, that, that that I didn't know that part yeah. of the puzzle, so that makes sense. So, and uh, so, so yeah, so Bulgaria's be, you've been part of helping players in Bulgaria now for uh, seven or so years, and and Nana, when did he? He so he's twelve now. How old was he when he first took up a racket? Oh, well, it was. Uh, I have a lot of videos. He was starting. Uh, he was starting trying. Uh, to play on one, on two, you know, I cannot really say because uh, both yeah. of us, me and my wife, are, are coaches and I cannot really say the the perfect, uh, you know, the perfect moment when he started, but he was playing all his toys was tennis balls, rackets, you know, uh, training gates. So, so basically, basically, I think, I think uh, while we were living in Turkey, uh, maybe on two, three years old, he's starting play with the wall, you know, I was having a lessons, uh, so I, I was watching him. I'm having uh, pictures that I'm watching him playing alone in the wall. So uh, so basically, probably at three three years old, he was uh, he was knowing what he was doing with the racket. Nice, and then you just progressed naturally. Like, when did you first actually give him a forehand lesson, or just uh, when did you first? Probably, probably okay. at three years old. I was saying to him, look. Uh, I, I knew that, that he's lefty since he was one because everything he was doing uh, was with his left hand. So I knew that he's going to be lefty. And uh, and it's always in my mind I was saying that if I have a lefty uh, player that it was interesting for me. So so I was trying to, trying to you know, uh, to realize. And when, when Damian comes, uh, you know, when when I see Damian, I said, okay, he's going to be challenging because he's my son and he, if he wants to play tennis, 
uh, it's going to be challenging for me. So, so probably at three, I was saying to him, you know, you have to stay sideways and you have to hit the ball in front, you know, oh. the, the basic things. So, uh, so yeah, probably at three, uh, I was, I was trying to, uh, to give him, uh, you know, uh, some lessons and uh, and everything. And your wife is a coach as well. Did, was she involved as well, or did you say I'm going to do this only? Or how does that split work? Well, well, she she was she was involved until uh, he was ten. You know, un- until okay. until he was ten, uh, we both of us because uh, I was traveling a lot last last uh, last three years. I'm not traveling, but but. Uh, before that, I was traveling with players, you know, on futures, challengers, you know. So, so basically, I was a lot of uh, my schedule was a little bit, a little bit uh, off, off Sofia. So, uh, mm. so Valentina was uh, Valentina was there as well and helping. So, so both of us work work till ten. After he he, okay. I mean, after he goes to ten, then uh, then I took the the job in my hands and uh, started working. It- it's your full time. It's your full time job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so when he was like four, five, six, seven, how many hours? Like how many hours did he spend on court during the week? Oh, well, with you, the coaches. You know, there is a lot of parents and uh, you know, and coaches uh, here, especially in in Eastern Europe. Uh, you know, the kids are spending a lot of time in the court. You know, a lot of time. So, so me and my wife, as a coaches, know that you know he has to be hungry. For many years, so we are trying to uh, to not give him so much time at the court. So probably at ten, he was working like like five to seven hours a week. You know, because if he stay more, he will probably play better. But you know, at 14, 16 years old, he will be fed up. I mean, this is my my way of uh, my way of understanding uh, being a coach. So so. Always in my situation, I've been always curious if I get the situation where I'm now parent coach. That uh, for many years I'm coach, so I I don't have any any room for mistakes, you know. So I'm trying to get him uh, hungry for tennis. At least uh, at least an 18 years old, he has to be hungry as well, you know, because many juniors right now are are you know uh, how I can say fed up. Maybe maybe it's the right the right word to to say not hungry you know yeah and is is he in school right now yeah he's doing school he's doing school here in sofia there is a sports school he's not going often he's making from home projects you know uh the 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 teachers give him some projects for example uh history he do like projects for uh egypt or for something so he's doing a lot of job at home because he's having um uh, practices for example right now these days he's practicing three hours a day you know he's going two hours tennis and then he go to uh to some uh, other physical activities so so yeah the the time the time he's uh he's going to school it's not so much i mean he's going two hours at school and then he's doing his homework at home so he's at a sports school. They understand exactly. he's a good player. Exactly. He needs to spend time on court. So it's sort of a flexible situation. Exactly. That's the that's the that's the good thing here in Bulgaria because the sports school are having uh, you know athletes who are uh, who are traveling a lot, who are practicing a lot. So they know they know that they need time a little bit more for you know for uh, practice sessions or tournaments. So so they could get. 
they get in our situation right now at the moment. So there's no 6 a.m. tennis sessions, no? No, 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 no. I'm, no. I'm, I'm this kind of parent that, uh, okay, before tournaments, uh, we go some uh, some off off the schedule, you know, practicing morning, practicing evening, because, you know, on, on the kids' tournament, you wait all day mm. long, you know, and you never know when you're going to start. So, I mean, even in <laughs> even in ATP or WTA, you know, you never know when you're going to start. So, so we are making off-schedule practices, but, but in... Main thing, I think, ten o'clock, ten to twelve. He's practicing. Uh, he's practicing tennis. Yeah, it, obviously, there's different situations. Let's say here in Ireland, a lot of the players, they, you know, they're going to normal schools. Most of them, they practice either before school or after school. Yeah, it's quite a long day. Then, when you're doing a full day in school, practicing beforehand, you do your homework when you get home. Yeah, you're just yeah. knackered. You've no energy left, and you're right. You can even doing that where you're not playing so much tennis, you can burn out mentally as a young kid. Yeah. I have players, I mean, I have players here, kids on his age, they go like like full day school, like from eight to five, and they come, you know, they're exhausted. I mean, I'm trying to get um, uh, Damian environment for tennis, but, but when some kids, it's like seven hours, eight hours at school, it's coming exhausted, you know. Uh, they eat like at one o'clock, they practice at five, so they don't have time, you know. School it's most important here as well, but but uh, I mean it's it's a quite it's a quite uh, topic that it's it's sensitive, you know. Uh, so some parents are like, no, 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 he will go to school, which is totally normal. Yeah. Uh, so uh, me and my wife decide to to do like I mean uh, his program like that. So we will see what's going on right now. He's yeah, I mean. I think I think he's coping with the school and the problems. I mean, right now, we will see after a few years. I, I that's what I was going to say. Like it all comes down to the parents. Some parents' education just non-negotiable. They have to do everything, and depends on the parents. And everybody's different. But I think to be a top tennis player, you have to be intelligent. Yeah. So yeah. if he's on his route to being top intelligent player, I think you find ways to you know to be to educate yourself and make sure you put in the work and just like to put in the work on court they tend to put in the work in the studies as well so yeah yeah yeah, uh, uh, yeah. only time will tell branco only time will tell exactly yeah and so what other activities does he do like does he do other sports he play basketball swimming does he is he interested in other sports as well yeah he's he's a freak of uh, football right now he's a fan as me on man united and, uh, you know, he's watching Gold Premier League. You know, he loves to watch football. Um, his hobby is to play chess. By the way, last two years he's playing chess. If, if I let him to play chess, he can play like five, five hours a day. You know, uh, he's like a normal kid with hobbies, you know. He don't play so many like games on PlayStation or on everything. But, but when he's on the phone, he got one game. He said, let me to play one game like chess and I'm... I'm okay with that, but but if I let him, he <laughs> no, you know. So uh, so uh, yeah, he said okay. I asked him. I asked him uh, like, uh, what would you like to give you for Christmas? He said okay. Give me some bundle for chess. I said okay. <laughs> so uh, so we bought some bundle for chess. So like online coaching and everything. So so he's in love. He's freak of uh, chess and and football. So. Um, in front of our building, uh, there is a football field, so he's playing a lot. I mean, if I let him, he will, he will play a lot. 
That sounds good. I'm not sure about the Manchester United part. They haven't been helping your stress levels, I'm sure, lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lately, they're not well. But, you know, uh, me as a fan, uh, you know, I have to support them in every way. So so I'm giving, yeah. I'm giving uh, my way of my children because my second child, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to play tennis. He's eight. Uh, but he said, look, daddy, I want to play football. I said, okay, <laughs> I'm okay with that. So... Uh, Less problem if I, uh, you know, less problem for me. Yeah. If I have to give lessons for the second one, it will be terrible. The, the big question, Branko, how, how do you handle the coach slash parent relationship with Nana? How do you get that mix right? Well, I mean, it's a challenging task, you know, to be coach and parent simultaneously. It's like, it's like a hustle, you know, so you have to, you have to be always aware that if you if you give your uh, parental emotions, uh, that's you know uh, it's not going well for Damian. I mean, I can say only from my perspective and uh, you know my uh, uh, my point of view. Uh, you know, it's it's challenging for me as well. You know, now he's twelve and I'm handling perfectly well. You know, while he was three, uh, he was watching me to working with uh, with you know with big boys and uh, here. Uh, they're uh, addressing me as coach. So he said to myself, even on three, can I say you coach on court? So we, we separate our job. Even now he's saying to me coach, which is which is okay and we handle well. I mean, uh, so so it's hard. Believe me, it's hard. If I say to myself, okay, be parent on the court while he is having a practice sessions or or matches, you know, uh, does, uh, you know, uh, it's not going well for him. You know, if you do like, Come on, do more. You know, if I overcoach and if I do my mm. uh, parenting emotions involved in my coaching, then then uh, not going well for him. So it's a task for me. It's, it's challenging, you know. So you're constantly testing. Yeah. Seeing what works, what doesn't. And yeah. Seeing, okay, I won't do that again. I'll do that again. Yeah. And so what about the dinner table? Like your nightly dinner? Do you talk about tennis? Uh, no, uh, me and my wife uh, said to ourselves, look, we are coaches. Uh, we've been playing, playing tennis for long. So uh, we are talking tennis only on the court, you know, because uh, many parents, many, many even coaches, parents like me, they're, uh, you know, they're talking a lot tennis, you know. So we are home uh, watching tennis, but we are not talking for our, you know, our concept of way of teaching, you know. I will never say to Damian, okay, look, for example, Alcaraz, how he's hitting, you should have to hit like that. I mean, we know that if I talk a lot for tennis and for my wife, you know, it's going to be over, uh, you know, uh, over coaching. And, uh, you know, uh, we are trying at home to, to work for um, homeworks, some hobbies. Even me, I'm watching him, you know, I'm coming back from other lessons. I say, okay, Damian, Turn on the telephone. Let's play chess again. I mean, uh, together. So, so basically, basically, we we don't talk at home for tennis, you know. And he knows that, uh, for example, yeah. I'm working with him at least three hours a day, and he knows that I'm working with different kids. So I'm uh, emotionally exhausted, you know. So if I talk at home for tennis, it's gonna be not mm. well even for me. I mean, even me, I'm exhausted a lot. So, uh, so I'm trying to to leave the job outside separate no you're right and tell me you're also a 
the Technifiber distributor, are you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm Technifiber distributor for uh, Bulgaria. So, uh, so you know, it's easy to test some strings, test some rackets, you know. So, uh, so I give a lot of opportunities Damian to choose uh, which strings he likes, which rackets he likes, you know. Uh, I've been never involved in uh, putting my suggestions to Damian. You know, I said, look, we have many, plenty of rackets in our warehouse. You can try. And uh, recently he was playing with very light rackets. Uh, I mean, one year ago he was playing with 255, for example, and he doesn't want to change. So he was playing with two, 255 Branco. It was a 27-inch yeah. racket. When did he change from 26 to 27-inch racket? How old was he? I think he was nine and a half or ten. I'm not sure. Uh, you don't get me wrong, but I think while he was ten, he was still playing 26. And maybe when he turns ten, he said, "Let me uh, give me give me 27." Uh, you know, lighter record. I said, "Okay, I'm gonna give you. We're gonna try." Uh, this is the time that we tried to play with the saber and with everything. Maybe maybe around nine and a half, ten, he was trying. He he made test for playing with a little bigger racket. And so, but he he's is he still using a two fifty five gram racket now, or have you got him to move up? No, the summer, the last summer, the last summer, uh, he went to the program with Lacoste and Technifiber. So we decide with uh, one of the one of the guys there, we decide to to switch him for uh, two seventy. And uh, what racket does he use? Which Technifiber? The T Fight. Okay. Racket, which nice. is uh, Medvedev using the T fight model, you know, so it's two seventy nice. rounds. So, uh, so love it. Okay, interesting. I, I, I didn't. I was meant to check. I didn't check, but I was trying to see the first video we ever posted of Nana. It must be five years ago at this stage. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to. I. I. I'm actually just going to open my phone here and see because Nana's account was deleted, wasn't it? His original account. Yeah, actually, actually I don't know how it happened, but it's yeah, it was deleted. Yeah. So if if I go back here, to, probably to your account, because many times we obviously post videos of junior players around the world, but most time it's the parents who run ninety percent of the account. So yeah, no, I have a video here from you from twenty twenty, but I'm sure we'd videos from him beforehand. But you, probably four years ago, you guys were using the tennis pointer. Yeah, like you you were using it a long time ago, which was which was really interesting for me. And then obviously use the saber, but tell me. Uh, while obviously we sell the saber, why did you decide to use the saber? Uh, I decided because look, we were having, uh, we were having, we used to pointer. You know, we uh, I give Damian, and not only Damian, I, I was giving the the pointer for uh, for relaxing the practice, for for distracting, for uh, some uh, different drills, and I find it quite quite good. I mean. I told you even in Valencia when we were we were there. I mean, I was finding very good because uh, you know you play tennis, uh, you hold the racket, and when when someone catches something different, uh, it's focusing on different things. So so we were having we were having um, uh, you know good practices with the pointer uh, about the saber about the saber. I was very happy because uh, on the saber there is a strings. So I was very interested how it will be with Lana. So uh, when it comes in Bulgaria, the Sabre, I mean, it was, I don't know how, maybe two years ago? A year and a half. Yeah. You probably got an early one. I, I can't remember exactly, but uh, I think you might have got an early first, one. The first copies of uh, uh, of the Sabre, uh, we were talking even, even before the project, even the Sabre was 
uh, was out. We were talking about uh, what I think about the saber, and uh, you know. So when it comes, when it comes, that I was playing two hours with the saber because it was like, "Daddy, leave me. Uh, just leave the practice. Let's play with the saber." So it's it's a challenging because uh, uh, with the saber you can play. If you are if you are a player like like 16, 17 years old, you can play with the saber because I'm giving him, for example, on light pick players right now. I'm giving the saber and they play against Lana. Uh, so so both of both of the players getting what they want. Lana, it's fit on the points because the other can not hit so well, you know, so uh, he's making errors sometimes and Nana is in the score. So uh, so it's it's super. I mean, it's it's great. Great, great. Well, a bit like, who was it, uh, Hercats, where his coach, Craig Boynton, had to tell him to stop using it because yeah. he was using it, he liked to have a bit of fun with it and he'd use it too much and Craig said he had to take it out of his bag and not bring it anymore because he was overusing it. But uh, no, it's great to hear that. Thank you very much. And what about like... Uh, Obviously, you're involved with Lacoste. You're on a you're petty Crocs, which means um, you get some f- maybe financial aid from Lacoste and Technifiber. But do you guys have? Do you have? Are you signed up with any agents? That's always a topic. Like, oh, we need to get signed up with an agent. Uh, but I'm not. Are you guys signed up with anybody? Well, no. Uh, there is a no. Uh, how I can say. Uh, you know, you cannot make a connections. You can, you cannot do like, okay, I know this guy, so he will bring me to the. You know, I have many questions from parents. How we can get into this, uh, into this, you know, uh, program. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so look, uh, I was having a contact with with Matthew, and uh, probably, probably this type of organizations watching, uh, uh, watching. Uh, I'm not sure how to tell you. You know, there is a lot of kids who are playing a lot of tennis, and they're probably much better than Damian. But, but maybe this type of organization looking looking uh, something after many years. You know, after after five six years. So so they're really I'm not sure how how we get to this organization. But but for sure it's it's quite good for Nana. You know, uh, he's going for example now. It's um, during Australian Open. So, so he's expecting a new gear, you know. So, it's good for him. It's good for him. But, but uh, you know, uh, here in Eastern Europe, uh, everything is goes by connections. Okay, who do you call? Can we call? You know. So it's like uh, it's a quite challenging to 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 be in this type of organization. Yeah. Yeah, we get many questions. How do we get sponsored by this, that? And I'm like, you got to be good and win matches, and they'll find you eventually. Yeah. You know, if you're good. You surface to the top, and then they find you. you. Don't have to go looking for them. I think I think they have a, they have a you know a network of scouts for sure. They have network of scouts, but you should have to travel. You know, you can you cannot stay at home and just practice and um, and have sponsored by Lacoste uh, or Technifiber or whatever brand. True. You know, you have to go to tournaments, play tournaments. I mean, um, unfortunately, this sport is like expensive and you have to be out of your country and play the tournament. And for 2024, what is your travel schedule so far? How many weeks of this year will Nana be traveling? Okay, so uh, me as a national coach of Bulgaria under 14, I will be under 14 right now because last year I was with Nana and he was 12. So uh, basically my my traveling schedule will be will be at least 10 tournaments, Tennis Europe, you know, uh, with the nationals, because 
uh, nice in the national team. So he's traveling with with the other three kids. I mean, best two boys, 2011, and best two girls. So uh, they are traveling with me. And uh, Bulgarian Tennis Federation is helping to 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 sponsor for uh, for the tournaments uh, that I'm making. So uh, so beside that, probably maximum three to five tournaments. I mean, I am not a fan okay. of, of just going and playing like 40 weeks tournaments, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, even, even this is like, like normal to some, to some, you know, families to me, maximum 15 to 17 tournaments a year will be enough for Nana in the moment. Nice. And just a question there. So you're the national coach for the under 14. Nana's on that team and you've other players. How do you balance, you know, the other players where you're more probably inclined to give Nana a little bit of extra attention? You know, I, I can see that being, I've seen that being a conflict before where one kid, it may not even be, their, be their, their own child, but they get that more extra attention. The other parents aren't happy. How do you balance that? Well, well, as I said before, I mean, it's a challenge. It's, it's a hustle. You know, you have to work. Even for myself, I said to myself, okay, if I need some uh, some uh, special help for men, like uh, like to, to tell me, like mentor, you know, I will try to get it. Right now, I'm doing well because he's still 12. He didn't uh, enter fully to puberty, you know? So so probably uh, when he gets to teenager, you know, his emotions will be different. Uh, his reactions will be different. Maybe it will be a hustle in in uh let's say two three years from now but right now he's he's like that's why i love nana because not not because of my son because he's a hard worker and he understands from since he's three he understands that he has to be disciplined so so uh so right now i'm coping and i'm handling super because he didn't realize what i'm doing i'm coach for him and that's all so when we go to tournament with with the other kids i'm trying to uh, to tolerate all the all the stuff he's doing with the others, you know, I'm trying to 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 separate my parenting, you know, trying to be like, okay, you go to sleep, all of you go to rooms, that's all. I'm trying to not involve more, you know, more to Damian, especially even if I yeah. watch matches, for example, if I speak, the match will be easy for Nana, or or he's playing with not so experienced player. Just I go to some different court and watching different things, you know. Uh, so it's a hard job. I mean, right now, yeah. understanding, you know, I've always been thinking that if my son or, 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 you know, a daughter, I, even if I didn't have kids, I was thinking, oh, maybe if I get a coach to him, it will be tough. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, no, it, it look, it sounds really tough. And just speaking of you being a coach, there is a huge I know it's a time for you, but it's with your son. There's a, such a cost savings by you being the coach because having a full time coach yeah. is an expensive. You know, every, a coach every day with a player, it adds up, like it's fifty, sixty thousand euros a year. I'd say uh, yeah. to have a coach working daily with a player. So that's one way of handling the finances when the parents are coaches. That greatly helps. Yeah, it it helps. You know, uh, to me, it helps. Uh, it helps a lot because uh, the good thing when you're a parent and coach, I mean, there is a benefits, you know, when you're a parent and coach, you always know, you always know when, when he's going to bed, when he's uh, staying more at the phone and playing chess, for example, when, uh, 
you know, you always know the full day of Nana. For example, uh, from my from my perspective, you know, when you are a coach of different kid, you play two hours, you say bye bye, and 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 you never know when he going to bed, how he get to the school, you know, how how exhausted he is right now because, uh, for example, if nights, uh, let's say he's practicing till Thursday, heavy week, and I know that that uh, that Friday not gonna be good because. Yesterday he was practicing a lot of fitness, for example, or or some other activities. So there is a benefits when you are a parent. I mean, uh, yeah, it's expensive, and um, and people say to me, look, it's good because you are teaching Damian. But um, uh, I can say, you know, when I am with him, I cannot make money as well. You know, so so it, you know, it's uh, you have to realize that when you work with your son. In the same time, you can work with some different kit and, and make money. So, so it's uh that's why it's good because my wife is here and helping a lot. I mean, uh, she was a long time professional player and uh, she's understanding everything, you know. And uh, in 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 such a family, it's good. Imagine if my wife was working some uh, lawyer and I'm like uh, 20 weeks out of Bulgaria, you know, it, it's gonna be it's already hard for me and for Damian as well. So, so yeah. she's understanding that you should have to travel. So there is a benefits. I always say there is a minus and there is plus. So so there is a lot of pluses, you know. Either either way you look at it, there's pl- positives and negatives, no matter what way you come from. But uh, a, a question. So uh, your plan for the future? So you're going to do some tournaments this year. Are you go? Are you guys going to be based in Bulgaria for the next few years? Or are you looking to move? That's a very tough question, Fabio. For now, I mean. Before Valencia, before when we would get to this uh, this Lacoste camp and Technifiber camp, uh, I was thinking that maybe the environment here in in, in Sofia it's not enough for Damian. Uh, I was talking with Pablo Andujar, your your uh, previous guest on the podcast. I was talking with him, and you know when you go to this type of um, this type of events, uh, you learn a lot. I mean, I was saying, okay, I have to go to. Uh, to Spain or to go to uh, my brother lives in Berlin. So I was thinking a lot to move from here. And, uh, you know, uh, he said a few words to me. He said, okay, uh, do you think that when you go somewhere else, it will be pressure for Damian as well? You know, because if we move all family somewhere else, uh, probably Damian will have um, much more tension, much, much more pressure, you know? So for now, for now, we decide to stay here. For how long? I'm not sure because I have, uh, you know, I have uh, projects like uh, being a national coach, so I can stay here for one mm. year. So we are having the contracts. So you never know when you're gonna when you're gonna go. But environment here in Eastern Europe, it's uh, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. So I was speaking. I'm sorry to to interrupt. A uh, few years ago, a few years ago, uh, the the mentor of uh, Grigor Dimitrov and an official manager. Well, we know each other because he's husband of uh, one of the sisters of Malewa. He said, look, you have to move. If you want to play, you have to move. Uh, so so now now I'm like separate. Uh, I want to stay. I want to go, you know. This is, this is parenting and coach. That's why it's hard. Because if I go, you never know how it will be, uh, you know, how, how will be Nana. I have other child. So, so I have to think about him as well. So, so it's challenging, you know. Uh, what What does Nana want to do? Does he have any say in it, any opinion on it? Uh, yes, 
uh, like uh, my work with players, it's always like I'm giving uh, I'm giving them uh, around New Year. I'm saying, okay, take a paper, take a pen, and just do your uh, do your wishes for for the next year. So uh, <laughs> it's interesting because we're talking at home. Look, if we move to some some other country, will be maybe good, maybe not. So uh, his his wishes for the next year were like uh, at the end of, of his wishes, you know, he said, okay, I want to be top 50 in Europe. I want to be, you know, uh, much more consistent in something else. But his last wish was, uh, if we have to move, I will be I will be here because of me and I will work as much as I can. You know, he's here right now. He cannot say the full uh, the full story, but but he's prepared that, uh, that we have to move somewhere. I mean, he knows... Yeah. He knows that if we stay in Bulgaria, it will be hard because it's like sparring partners. You know, uh, you need an environment with good kids. And here in Bulgaria, we're like uh, only three, four kids are playing well. So if you have to play with them, you have to go to other towns. You know, they are not from Sofia. So uh, he knows that he knows that he has to be in some environment which is which is good for him. So uh, yeah. Yeah, he's ready. I mean, he's ready and he said, okay, if we have to move, I'm here, you know, we're going to move. And he, pr- he probably sees other kids his age or a couple of years older. A lot of them are at special places. And he's like, you know, that gives pressure as well. When you see other kids there in that environment and you're like, I need to be in that environment too. So I'm sure there's pressure, which, and that's also good as well. It gives you encouragement also. But yeah, it, it's a tough decision ahead of Branco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just a couple, just a couple more questions. Uh, well, what advice do you have for parents who are coaches as well out there? If there's one bit of advice that you think is really important that they should know, what is it? I'm not sure about you know about giving advices to parents, but I can say that that the most important thing is to not bring the tennis everywhere with them. You know, when they are at the court, just stay on the court, work as much as you can, and you know, work. Uh, with quality practice sessions, you know. After that, you are just a parent, you know. You have to love your son. Uh, you have to love his uh, hobbies. And, you know, my my advice to, to other parents and coaches, you know, it's like, it's going to be battle. I know that when they go to puberty, it's going to be a battle. You know, we all know when you go teenager, you do some stuff that, that uh, you know, that they are not right. You're always thinking, look, I'm right, leave me alone, you know. Uh, even now, Damian, when he's practicing with his mom, he said, no, we are not working this with daddy. <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy, but yeah. but I'm sure I'm sure that that the that the uh, the most important thing I can say to other parents is just to be humble and be and be, you know, uh, be patient. Be pa- the most the most hard thing is to be patient because uh, when you play with someone else, you are much more patient. You know that it's it's a marathon. You know you know it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know so you have to work a lot and you have to be patient to uh, to stay as much uh, as much calm as you can. So it, this is the hardest job to be calm. When I watch a match, it's okay. But when I see Nana on the match, I can find like like hundred mistakes. You know, and he's just a kid. So, so if I'm not calm and if I interrupt his game and if I say my my point of view, usually doesn't go well for Nana, you know. 
And I'm saying to myself, stop it, Ranko, stop it, Ranko, don't say more. You know, so it's crazy. Yeah, many, many tennis players, you you can hear it. You look, I'm talking with myself. Even coaches, we're talking with ourselves as well, you know. Uh, like a parent time, I'm catching myself to say, come on, Branko, don't talk too much. Come on, just don't be involved in the match. You are not the, in the main role, you know. So, uh, so yeah, that's the thing and that's the... That's my advice to the others. So be calm and patient are the yeah, yeah, are the key yeah. words there. And we we I posted that video yesterday on our stories with uh, the Bossu ball. Yeah, where Nana's jumping on the ball, running around, and a few people got on and says, "What was the purpose of that drill?" Well, uh, tennis is a sport of changing a lot of directions. So the the split step is most important thing for me because when you anticipate the ball for example and you don't have a split step usually usually on the when you are 12 years old you cannot see so much you know you cannot see but when you are uh, 16 years old the ball is trying i mean the ball is flying a little bit faster so if you don't have a right anticipation and split step then you're you're screwed so uh so uh, the 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 drill with the bosu ball it's like to to point this split step and just trying to trying to trying to pay attention to this split step to make this to make these uh, motions a little bit a little bit faster you know so this is one of the drills that I'm using a lot so uh, so changing directions and pointing the split step is one of the the keys to to be to be better and faster on the court because right now when you see uh, Australian open that <laughs> the kids are flying you know and 18 years old uh, yesterday I was watching uh, Second time the match, Prismic and uh, and Djokovic. I mean, it's like different level. They're running like like beasts, you know. How good is Dino Prismic? You know, it's great. I've never seen him full match. You know, I've seen him like sad or some three four games, but but uh, but I was watching twice his match, and it's like I was saying the end of the first set maybe he will struggle because he was having a medical timeout. I said. Maybe he will struggle. Maybe he will, you know, which is which is normal when you play with Djokovic. You know, he's <laughs> he's trying to to throw you all over the court. But 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 he was so humble and 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 so uh, so focused with the game. So he was running a lot and 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 get to the to the real applause at the end of the at the end of the match. You know, uh, so so yeah. I love his game. I mean, yeah, it's it's a good game. I didn't know when he won. He won Junior Roland Garros last year. He was about two nine five ATP, which is which is <laughs> impressive. Like anybody two nine five ATP should win a Junior Grand Slam. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's. I think he's going to have. He probably have a good year this year where they try and figure him out, and then it'll take him a couple of years to yeah to move up again. So yeah, really exciting. Yeah. So yeah, Branko, thank you very much. Uh, I look forward to following more of yours and Nana's journey this year and in the future. Definitely, it's going to be exciting ahead. So, yeah, thank you very much, and we'll catch up soon. Thank you very much to you too for having me, Fabio. And yeah, looking forward to see you again somewhere else. Again, it's great to have a tennis parent on the podcast and get another perspective. Each parent is totally different. Their backgrounds different. Where they coach, not as different. Their coaching mentality is different than people they work with is different. Also, the country they live in is different. So everyone is totally unique and great to hear the story of another tennis parent. I hope you've learned something. And as I said, if you have any guest ideas, please let me know. If you're looking to try new shoes, please test 
Asics. And yeah, that's it. Thank you very much and catch you soon. <laughs>